LSG Media presents a Game of Thrones podcast. So we are back to talk the spoils of war. I'm Dean. Jessica's going to be joining me in one second here. And uh, dude and dudettes and whatever you identify as don't really care. But here's what I'm going to tell you. God damn did the Game of Thrones uh, up its fucking game today. Everyone, nobody's talking about, you know, Highgarden falling. Nobody's like, oh, there is no battle. Because they all got their battle, their their battle boners for this week. Because holy shit, dude, we get some pretty intense battling with the loot train. And a bunch of other cool shit happening this episode that uh, I was a fan of. So overall, another impressive uh episode. I've been very happy with the season. I know not everybody is, but I am loving it. I think they're crushing it. And uh, we're going to be diving right into our initial impressions. Jessica, what's going on tonight? Not much. I'm ready to podcast about this episode and to d- disagree with you and many of our listeners, but some of our listeners will I back me up. I think most of our listeners have your back. So yes. don't pretend you're the underdog here. I know you like the underdog story. Okay. <laughs> I know. Everyone likes the underdog story, Dean. I know you like the underdog story, but you're not the underdog in this. Me and John Marginson and Danny Falch and Nate's on the ropes, but he's getting pressure at home, I think. To be on your side or my <laughs> to side? Be on his, to, be on, to be on your side. Yeah. I think he's getting a little pressure at Nate, home. Right? better be on my side. So I think he's going to probably fold under that pressure, but me and John and Daniel are, are, are man, man apart and anyone else who wants to join us. But uh, anyway, let's um, let's get right to your opening impressions, and uh, and then we'll argue for an hour. Sound good? Fantastic. <laughs> Guys, we're not going to really argue for an hour. That would not be very compelling <laughs> podcasting. But we might um, not like we we might be on the opposite sides of the war right now. Yeah, um, we are for sure. You're yeah. gross. I hate your side. Wow. <laughs> I hate you, <laughs> just like I hate Jamie <laughs> Lannister. <laughs> wow. Okay there, cowboy. Okay. All right. You're going to skin that smoke wagon, have a little drawdown. All right. Go ahead. Opening impressions. This episode was really fun. Uh, Forget the battle at the end because the battle at the end was fucking fantastic. I'm sorry. It was unbelievable. And everyone who cried about Highgarden, I was like, you know what? I'm pretty cool that we didn't see Highgarden because, you know, we'll see a bunch of other battles and we can't just see a great battle every episode. And you know what? I could give a shit that we didn't see High Garden if that's why I got to see this battle. So, fantastic. Mm-hmm. In general, though, I liked a lot about this episode. Uh, I liked uh, Ari returning to Winterfell and the dynamic between Ari and Sansa. I'm um, just seeing her back home is very emotional. It was, it was interesting. It's interesting to watch these siblings interact that have not interacted in so long when they have changed so drastically. Uh, it's really, really fascinating to watch. It's a great character study. Yes. Um, I liked. Well, I don't know how I if I liked it, but there's that whole thing about John and Danny being all into each other in the cave, which was kind of weird. Mm, and um, weird, two young, attractive people that are on in debut. <laughs> For fuck's sake, they don't know this yet. Well, it's gonna be real awkward when they find out now, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, something happened at King's Landing with Cersei and a banker, neither of whom I care about, and um, that's mm-hmm. what I have to say about that. So. Nice. That's pretty much all that happened. Yes, yes. Yeah, I we only went to a few locations. It's true. Um, I was happy. Yeah, that's your first impressions. That's your overall impressions. Happiness. Mm, happiness. Yeah, well, happiness are my impressions. So, <clears throat> I think I'm gonna 
be very vague about my opening impressions other than I've already kind of said them before I introduced Jessica. So I don't know what I'm talking about for sure. Shouldn't have a podcast, but here we go. Anyway, um, I thought it was a great episode. I thought it was cool. Uh, I watched it two times. Unfortunately, I wanted to watch it again. I just did not have the time. And, um, on a second watch, I liked it as much as I liked it the first time. And I typically find myself on the second watch less overcome with the emotional impact of all of the uh, amazing scenes that we got to, to witness that that battle scene i mean that's television guys tv battle is fucking epic uh so that's that's just a really huge accomplishment for these guys to be able to make something like this um and still capture our imaginations think of think of how thought-provoking and how fun it is to talk about game of thrones and how, although it's not perfect because I don't think any show is, I don't really give a fuck. It's my personal favorite show because of the subject matter. And uh, I am so happy that we get to talk about it and we get to have different opinions and we get to, you know, argue and still be friends at the end of the day. And that's awesome. That's that's just good TV. If it's, if it's lightweight nonsense I don't care about, I just, who cares? It doesn't provoke any thoughts or feelings in me. And that's one of the things I love about Game of Thrones. It's uh. It's an emotional watch that's forced me to think about it critically at times because we have a podcast and that's so fun. And, um, you know, there's a, is there a bit of me trolling when I say things like hashtag team Lannister, hashtag dragons of mass destruction, no. hashtag. Yes. I'm being a little <laughs> bit hyperbolic. Of course. Um, I think at the end of the day, my, my true allegiance would probably be more akin to my good friend Nathan's. And that would probably be, I would, I would likely uh, end up with the Brothers Without Banners or somewhere in the North, if I'm being honest with myself. But um, for fun, uh, if I'm looking at the, the two sides of the war right now, I have uh, pretty compelling reasons as to why it's exciting to watch Jamie find some sort of success, even though he got his ass kicked this week. So I'm looking forward to talking about all this shit. It's going to be fun. We're having a blast. I just want to thank everyone who recently followed us on Twitter. We had a bit of a Twitter boom recently which I think is really cool and um, continue to do that. I'm at, uh, I am at Dean underscore LSG media. That's at Dean underscore LSG media. And of course the show is at LSG media on Twitter. And um, we've had a lot of activity on Twitter. Most of our, our Twitter has been pretty silent, but we're really making an aggressive push towards it. So I implore you to follow us and chat with us there. I know Facebook's not for everybody. Facebook's a, a much more intimate conversation with our closest listeners but um, if you're more casual and you're not ready to make that commitment, for sure, try us out on Twitter and become part of the hilarious conversations we're having. And uh, and that is that. So Just don't be mad when I don't tweet you back because I'm very bad at Twitter and yeah. I have not logged on since yeah, approximately Jessica the 80s. is essentially fired. I want to fire her for her Twitter use, or should I say lack thereof. Um, but I can't fire her because that would make living with her very awkward. <laughs> so it's one of those unfortunate situations where... I'm like, I'm free of Jessica, but not really. I'm like Masande. I'm like so delusional that I think I'm free and I'm really not. Oh, whoops, sorry. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead and uh, and dive in. And uh, we're going to do this the way we always do. We're going to go location by location. The loot train, we're going to call a location. Uh, I think you already said this, Dragonstone, Winterfell, right? You already laid these out. Yeah, two minutes of Thursday being boring Kingsland. as F. Okay, so shall we begin? Shall we lay out the order for the listeners? Why don't you tell us what order you'd like oh, to Oh, gosh, go? I didn't even know what order we would do, except that we should do the battle at the end so we can do all that Jamie Braun stuff at the end. Okay. Um, so I guess 
King's Landing. Know. Did we just? Oh, that that two seconds. All right, you want me to do it? You ready? Yeah, I don't like the way you do it because you don't say anything about so, it. So Cersei just... talks to a banker, and he says the bank really <laughs> loved the oh Lannisters' God. interest payments. Um, Cersei says Jamie's going to bring the gold. They say something about Essos recovering things. I hate Cersei. I hate this banker. Moving on to the next scene. Okay, so I'll talk about it now. So Tycho is his name. If you were wondering. Oh, you didn't even know his name earlier today, so you just Googled that, and you're trying to nope. sound smarter than me. Anything I didn't know that learned through some sort of <laughs> means is something I've learned. I don't in- instinctively know things. I know Cersei's yeah, you know name nothing. is Cersei because the Martin. book told me her name is Cersei, not because I'm pretending to be smart. <laughs> the fucking closed captions told me his name was What's Tycho. What's his name? Tycho. That's a horrible name. I hate him. Well, Moving I on. think you're not being objective. You're just saying that to He's be cute. He's just annoying, and, and that was literally a waste of five minutes. And nobody's laughing at you. I'm they not trying to be funny. I'm just saying that that was a waste of five minutes of my life. I I'm don't just, care about I'm stoking politics. the fires of our fight that's going to happen in approximately 10 minutes. When we this talk, is not right. When we talk loot train. Okay. So Tycho and Cersei. Uh, he's impressed you will pay in one lump sum. Uh, the gold's on its way, of course, which I was like, ooh, not quite there yet, though, is it? Uh, the Iron Bank uh, likes the interest payments. They're like a credit card company. They're like, oh, carry a balance. It's better. Don't pay us off because we like interest. They're basically like fucking American Express or whoever you have. I yeah. You have. I don't have American Express. I do. I have a black card. I have a MasterCard. I'm kidding. So Cersei wants to reestablish control of the continent. Uh, Tycho sees potential in this venture. And then uh, we learn that Kyburn is the guy making overtures to the Golden Company. Golden Company, I'm not going to say shit about, but don't Google them if you don't want to know about them, but very exciting news. Wait, why is it a spoiler? It's It shouldn't be discussed outside of the context. So I'm just going to say the Golden Company is pretty cool. Looking forward to their introduction to the show, if it indeed happens, which I imagine it will, um, because the gold did get to King's Landing, which a lot of people missed. But anyway, Cersei wants something back that belongs to her. What do you think she's talking about here, Jess? I don't know. And what do you think? Cool. Um, <laughs> I think it might be Tyrion. She wants yeah, you Tyrion said that. back, but I don't. It, what am I missing? That's obvious. Maybe I, the chat can help me. I out. don't know. I was annoyed at this scene, so. So you don't want to talk I about it? I was like, let's move on to the next scene. So I'm going to ask Just you to kidding. talk about it because we're on a podcast with people listening. I know. It matters. It matters. Um, so Cersei's going to get her golden company, which she's going to need because the Lannister host, as it were, got smashed by a dragon and some Dothraki. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the whole army, though. I know there's a lot of confusion like, oh, they're all dead. No, that's something we're going to talk about when we get to that. But that thing was in a huge line, probably over a mile long. So I don't even know. But um, Cersei's probably going to get her fucking golden company because at first people are like, oh, there's, a, there's scenes, you know, where they don't think the gold got to her, but I'm pretty certain it's going to get to no, her. No, they said that it went through the gates of Tarly, King's Yeah, Landing. Randall said that. Randall Tarly said that. And he seems like a really honest and genuine individual who does not love his fat son and <laughs> would like to flog people if they are too slow. Yeah. A kind and wonderful gentleman. <laughs> in 12 years of Tarly, True that honesty. guy. God damn, what is his problem? He's gross. Yeah. I like Dick on, though. <laughs> Bet you do. I'm high on him. <laughs> You're high on Dick? On? <laughs> I'm high on Dick on. <laughs> Who isn't, girl? What? All right. <laughs> Don't spit wine. So the most important thing to note here is that she's paid these people off, and they're going to help her. And it's going to continue to make the war compelling, because without the Lannister army, or at least most of it being hammered, then they don't really have much left to do. So they need more troops. They're going to get more troops. And it looks like they're going to have the Iron Bank as friends. 
They need friends because no one likes them except people they can pay. Okay. Uh, where like to mercenaries. Now? Where to now? I guess Dragonstone. Okay. So um, I'm excited to talk about Dragonstone. Me too. Mm-mm-mm. So uh, old Miss Sandy is about to tell Danny about the Lord's kiss. Huh? <laughs> no, that's called that's called the Lord's kiss. Because you'd be all like, my lord, that's good. It, it, and um, I, I just want to <laughs> comment on that. It's not about the banging ringworm, because whatever. I wanted to kiss you down there, Agrit. I wanted to. Why are you bringing up Agrit and saddening me when John's looking at another woman? Sweet, sweet Ollie with his beautiful arrow shooting. I miss Agrit still. She was the best. <laughs> that victim, that casualty of war. Anyways, she was the best. Sweet, sweet, innocent Ollie. Go I ahead. Hate Ollie. <laughs> um, so. Later when Masande talks about how, oh, nope, Danny would let me go. I'm here because I want to be here, blah, blah, blah. I think this little conversation between Danny and Masande in a way <laughs> is a little hint of like that it's not a job. It's not that Masande is her advisor mm. and works for her, but these two are friends. They have a personal relationship. There's more between them. They're talking about their sex lives. They're giggling. They're smiling. They're exchanging looks. They they understand one another. And it, it's like two girlfriends just chatting. I imagine you're unfired because that's good insight. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I you're probably be fired Jamie. by the end of the episode again. How many times can I fire and rehire you in one app? I don't know. How many times can I change my mind on a Game of Thrones character in one season? More times than I can fire you. <laughs> that's for fucking sure. <laughs> I think there's like a legal limit here about how many times I can fire and rehire you. But anyway, good insight. Seriously. I know. Um, I never even thought about that. I mm-hmm. just, it, it just felt like a piece of levity to me. It didn't occur to me that it matters to the conversation that Davos and John have with Missandei later. Um, and it is important. And Missandei's all like, girl, you don't even know. Did Dario do that for you? Did he give you the Lord's kiss? Don't even say that name. I'm done with him. Dario. Did that fucking, what's his name? Ray Lamontagne look like? Go down on Ray you. Ray Lamontagne. That singer, he looks like Dario. I don't even know who Ray Lamontagne is. Not when Dario fucking did a face dance and changed actors. Yeah, the old Dario. Fucking who else did that? Didn't um what there's a few people. Obviously, I was just watching season two. One of, one of the cousins is uh is, is fucking old rubber lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He right? used to be somebody else. I already forgot his name. He's been dead for three episodes. <laughs> Tommen. Tommen 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 Rubber Lips. Baratheon. Tommen, Baratheon. He's totally a Hubby to Marjorie. But it's okay. Owner of Sir Pounds, who could be anywhere? <laughs> Golden Crowns. But um he's um no, no, Rubber Lips was one of the Lannister kids. Yes, he was not Rubber Lips. Car Stark killed there. No, but, and then Bruce Bolton was a different guy in the first season. Oh, really? Yeah, for like five Ooh, minutes. That's a tough actor. Well, Dara's a tough actor to replace. That's so silly that people don't want to be on Game of Thrones. Like, Who knows what, what better do you have to do, honestly? Be in Deadpool? You that tell guy? me. Make a million more dollars. You tell me what's <laughs> the best thing you can do in your life. Be in one the movie mountain. called Deadpool. Yes. The mountain was like a fucking really awkward looking he looked like a serbian basketball player that's the best way i can describe it like one of that those like weird vladi diva guys that's what he looked like to me like a big like that 30 for 30 episode like you know how the lakers every once in a while they get one of those big tall hairy white guys from spain and he's just gangly on the court that's what he looked like to me and like you watch him move his body next to lebron james and like he shouldn't be on the same court as him but anyway God. tangent over uh john interrupts are you talking about the lord's kiss what he said. He's too innocent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, not soon. You're going to be innocent when he's giving the eyeballs to Danny Kissed in the by cave. by fire when he was with Egret. That's what happened. Them redheads will make you crazy. 
So anyway, they walk to the caves of Dragonstone. He's like, I want to show you something. He's like, hey, when I go into caves, I typically bang women. Mm. <laughs> let's, let's. At the very please. least, I give them head. But we'll see. Play your cards right, Danny. And you might be on the receiving end of my sort of moaning. Yeah. Anyway, John shows off the, just to, by the way, tune into LSG Media's coverage of Game of Thrones for the highbrow analysis, guys. Okay. We're going to get real deep into the highbrow here. So please uh, just get going. Um, By the way, uh, Senator Tamulus in check says Theon equals dick off instead of dick on. That's, that's good, good. That's true. Anyway, There's got to be memes of that somewhere. Take me through this little uh, this little date night here. So first, the music from Jurassic Park plays. Yeah, holy fucking shit. And I sing that out loud. The children's graffiti. Like, oh, I love dinosaurs. Why am I thinking about them all of a sudden? And I'm like, oh, I think it's this music. Cut to Sam Neill with tears in his eyes. I don't know what's happening in this fucking show. Driving their fucking Jeep around. Velociraptor, you see it like just like creeping through the corner. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, anyway. This is funny. This this is probably like one of my friends sent me a picture of like a taco holder that was shaped like a dinosaur. And it was probably like this inspired her and she didn't even know like subconsciously. I'm not sure how that's her. relevant. but Because the music, the dinosaur music. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It made her think about that. And then. <clears throat> so what do you want to say about this? You want to take so, it? Danny's soaked, by the way. I just. I don't want to be gross, but I'm going to be gross because I'm kind of gross. But she is, and it's fine. So continue. So, a lot of wet small clothes this episode from I various. Wrote, um, he brings clothes. her into the cave. They look at the dragon glass. Then he's like, "Let me show you more." Yeah, he goes. There's something else I want to show you, Your Grace. Um, he takes her to another part of the cave with the drawings on the wall. In my notes, I wrote, "Danny is so into incest right now." Yeah. And then I wrote, the world is shipping these two because they forgot they are related. So I really want to talk about this. <laughs> I really think this is compelling talk, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the children of the forest graffiti, you know, and, I have something to show you, your grace, right? That whole thing. It's bigger than a baby's arm, all that. Yeah. But, but basically the thing is, is that the first men and the children of the forest were actually working together against the Night King. Eventually they were, yes. Yeah. And then I wrote Danny and John make out. And then I wrote, just kidding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first men are, are more of like your northerners, like your Ned Stark folks, the, the, the old gods, those guys, that's more of like your first men ancestry. And then you have the Andals, which is more of like, you know, Jorah the Andal. And even though Jorah's not an Andal, he's a first man. My boyfriend. Which is actually kind of interesting. The Dothraki call Jorah an Andal, but he's not an Andal, but they don't know any better because they're racist. They just call him an Andal, but he's not. He's actually a part of the... He's, he's, his ancestry is to the first man. He's from the north, a Mormon, right? Anyway, long story short, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like I like I like that we're seeing some of this children stuff because of their uh, their com their combining forces. To make a long story short, we need to do the same before to survive because the enemy is real. It has always been real. I, I like too the, that there's a picture of the Night King on the wall, and John's like, "This is it. Like this is this thing I've told you about." It's pretty cool. Just saying. Um, so do we don't, do, do we want to talk about the sexual attraction between these two? We should. All right. Well, you, you said it right away when we were watching it. So go ahead and talk to me about that. These two children want to bang each other like a hundred percent for sure. That's okay. They're um, both young, attractive people. Yeah. I mean, again, incest is pretty chill in the world of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. I just think I don't want it's John not, to though, ever you know, be with anyone other than Ygritte. And so that's very hard for me. So it's very important to note that the Targaryens come from Volantis originally. And lots of incest. Right, and their ways were not the same as those of Westeros. Westeros, 
particularly the Andal tradition of the faith of the seven, they're not down with incest, which is why people are yelling terrible shit to Tommen, right? Those yeah. people aren't down with this shit. The High Sparrow would not be happy. And the Targaryens were always, like Aegon the Conqueror married his older sister and then his younger sister, which for even for them was radical. They're like, look, you can bang one sis. Banging two is a little fucking weird, okay? Maybe just one, maybe just bang the fucking older one, right? Visenus or whatever her name is. I don't remember their names. Me neither. It was a V and an R, but he banged them both, one older, one younger. And even that was radical for them. And that was part of this whole thing. Like when, when Aegon came over, um, it was one of the lords. There's a couple lords. Uh, I don't remember their names. Something the black and something the arrogant. One of the guys offered a wife and he's like, I already have two wives. Why would I want three? And that kind of started this whole beef with Aegon when he showed up and blah, blah, blah. But this, it's funny because we're joking about incest, but it's a, it plays into the whole fabric of the fucking story. Yeah, it always has. It always has. Um, now, the Lannisters, being part of the Faith of the Seven, being Andals themselves, they're like kind of, they're an exception. Like, Jamie and Cersei kept They this, really love each other. Right. They really do. <laughs> it, they really, it's really that's beautiful. Funny, sorry. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's why it was a big secret. But the Targaryens didn't give a shit. Aegon's like, hey, what's up? Here are my two sister wives. I don't give a shit. And now you guys are going to be done with your squabbling seven kingdoms. And you're all going to roll up and I'm going to command shit now so how you guys want to do this do when incest to... happens though there are children like joffrey and Tommen that come from it what was wrong with rubber lips is that a real question yeah he's such a little wuss oh god <laughs> well ramsey wasn't from incest how do we know we don't he's a bastard he certainly could have been yeah i doubt it you never know bruce bolton accidentally banged what his cousin maybe he banged her on purpose yeah well he had a pretty odd we have choice. no proof i don't think this is actually going to work in a court of law <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing it backwards. Ask Nate, he'll tell you. All right, anyway. So yeah, I mean, it's a thing. So like, on the one hand, I wonder if people, uh, I don't know, like people should write into the show or tweet us and tell us, like, do you reflexively go, oh, this is so gross when you think about it? I don't it? think do so. You, I think like, it's just me. No, I just, it's a curious thought. Like the fact that John and Danny are attracted to each other, yet we know that they are related. I think that what's interesting is since this show like started, I feel like people have always been like, oh my God, John and Danny can get married at the end and rule together. Like that's how a movie that I hate would end. At the end, they would be standing at the Iron Throne together and they would smooch and it would end. And I would kill myself, mm. right? Yeah. But you know what I mean? That's this thing where everyone's always like, okay, look, if these two are together at the end, isn't this the ultimate thing? Then both of our sides that we're on board with are together and blah, 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 blah so on and so forth. Mm. So now we're at this point where it's like they're actually meeting each other and it's clear that there is an attraction between them. Right. And I do not ship it because, yeah. not because of the incest. I don't care about that. I know I keep saying that as a joke. Right. I don't know. I just, I love Decret so much. I just feel like I can't tarnish her memory by moving on to somebody else already. I mean, I, I guess if we can move up in the world, season. you might as go well with a dragon riding lady. I don't know. I think Icarus probably better in yeah. bed. Right. Yeah, I mean, in the con, I don't give a fuck about that. Was case like get over it. It's not about getting over. It's about talking about it. You I know? I it's, know. It's I don't. It doesn't bother me. But I, I think it's. I, yeah. I, I think one of these people isn't long for this world. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna bang before one of them dies? I don't know. It's possible, but. It's it's pretty crazy to think about. You know, Outpost 31 in the chat says, is it confirmed 100%? He didn't say it. Was it confirmed that they were related? Um, there was 
it's so was it has it explicitly been said by Bran? No, the it only has thing not. that's been said is that Lyanna Stark is his mother. That's literally it. That's literally it. Nothing but who his father is. Correct. His father could be freaking Robert Baratheon for all we know. It's possible. Can you imagine? They're like, just kidding. He's not a Targaryen. He's a Stark Baratheon. He's a Stark Baratheon. So he hmm. is the rightful heir to the throne because he's a Baratheon. Hmm. That could happen. Just saying. I suppose anything possible. could happen. Anything could happen. It's no, we true. don't know that. They might not be related, but you know what? I'm going to keep talking about it because I'm rude. Right. I'm okay that they're into each other. I think people probably ship it pretty hard and I don't judge them. Um, but the, even the creators were like, yeah, they're pretty attracted to each other on the little after the show on HBO. Mm. Benny Off and Weiss, they're like, yeah, they're into each other. It would be funny like, if... Damn, they just threw that right out there. What would be fascinating to me, and, and I know we're really beating a dead horse here, right? But it would be fascinating to me if that, it gets revealed and Jon Snow's like, oh, gross. And Danny's like, what? It's fine. My dad banged my sister, my yeah. her sister and had me. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? Get over Look it. Look how well I turned out. Get over it, you big puss. Hmm? All her relatives were that way. So why would she be like, oh, that's gross. I don't think she'd think that. I think John would be like, oh, I don't know. It's not the old ways. I just think that there's <laughs> something about Game of Thrones as a show where we can all come together and like be like, you know what? We're pretty cool with all of this. Mm, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what other shows would be like, you know what? I think it's reasonable to make our two attractive leads related and they're going to fall in love with each other. And the audience is going to be behind it. <laughs> and I think that says something about Game of Thrones. It's interesting. But yeah, my brother, my lover, as Cersei would say. Lover, he, brother. My lover, brother. Sister queen. <laughs> <laughs> Sister queen, man. That's some Aegon shit. <laughs> and Ares, the Mad King. And all of them. You know. All right, so they're going to be in love and they're probably going to bang and, and it's going to be cool and stuff. Mm -hmm. Still Missy Grit, whatever. So anyway, or Jorah, whatever. Danny pauses. And you say you can't defeat them without my armies and dragons? No. <clears throat> she steps towards him and she's like, I will fight for you. I am the man who will fight. And uh, she's like, I will fight for the North when you bend the knee. So... Uh, at one point in the episode, you said, just fucking bend the knee over. Yeah, I did Do you say really that. feel that way still? No, uh, kind of, but not really. Like, I do feel like John's saying, like, no, I don't want to be king in the north. I understand that the person sitting on the Iron Throne is the ruler of all seven kingdoms. And I understand yes. that Winterfell is part of those kingdoms. Yes. So if he understands that, then what's the difference if he bends the knee now or he bends the knee after the war? He doesn't think the wildlings will follow him. But Danny's right. They've listened to everything that he's done. If the wildlings are like, we won't accept a northerner, but it's like, but we accepted you as the wildlings who nobody trusted and we brought you in our our borders and gave you a chance. And, and then the and then the night watch stabbed him to death. Yeah, and then he came <laughs> back to life. Thanks to that bitch. <laughs> like. You can't even say it. You can't even say it. you hate her so much. I love it. She's dumb. Thanks, Melissa. Baby. A baby, a young woman that I cared for. Mm. Did you see that? You, you, yeah, we saw it in the movie theater. She reminded me of that witch that stole the baby in that movie, The Witch. Wait, what witch that stole the baby in The Witch? We didn't see The Witch. You yeah, saw The Witch. It was with the Remember goat. Remember the old lady? She's like, in the beginning. You with the see goat? Her for a second. That was Melissa Andra. Move on. Was that the movie with the goat, though? Move on. <laughs> so, anyway, the eggs of the cave after he's like, check it out. It's crazy, right? Um, But you're, but can he flip the logic on her? Like, yeah, he can. He can. But if he keeps saying, like, I support you in your quest for the Iron Throne, but this other war is more important, then it's like he doesn't 
care as much about being king. You know what I mean? Whereas like she's never going to back down from the fact that she's like until the the Night King's there and they're all dead and it's too mm-hmm. late. She's never going to back down from this. Doesn't I mean, this is going to kind of lead into the Missandei discussion, but and I know Keith brought up something similar, but it's like, okay, Missandei's all like, oh, we were slaves and we were purchased by Danny and, and then she freed us and now and we serve her best willingly. Friends. And I'm like, okay, but 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 somehow Danny wants to make other people like subservient to her. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean but, subservient? She doesn't want people to be subservient to her. She wants to be the queen. Right. And bend your knee and submit to my rule. Because she wants to be the queen. She doesn't mm-hmm. want slaves. Mm-hmm. She okay. wants to, to be the ruler of the seven kingdoms okay. like Cersei was, like Robert was, mm-hmm. like whoever else was before him. Yeah. So she's gonna, John wants to be the fucking king of the north, or he doesn't want to be, but he is. So if Cersei you know. doesn't bend the knee, they don't go. You don't think she? Wait, if Cersei doesn't my, bend the knee. My point is, is that she's not. She's there because she believes she has a birthright to the throne, right? Which I think she's going to find out legitimately. She doesn't, but we're going to see. I don't even know who actually has a birthright to the throne anymore, and I stopped paying attention like seventeen seasons ago because it's too political and too confusing. It's just going to be whoever kills it's the most also, people wins. It, it, that's, I think you're right. <laughs> it, it's, it's, that's It'll how be it's Night always King. been. Because Stannis had a legitimate claim to the throne and people didn't care. <laughs> like Renly was like, yeah, I don't I know. care. So it doesn't I really matter. Renly anyway. What matters is, is who will actually follow the proposed leader. Yeah, I was hashtag team Renly. Miss him too. Just saying. So anyway, let's move on because we're, we're, we're floundering. But we, I, do you think like in the last episode of the Night King will sit on the Iron Throne and it'll be like end scene and it'll be over the Night King? forever? Yeah. Like no. he's going to roll. <laughs> no. The Night King doesn't want your silly throne. He just wants your mortal lives. He wants to harvest your lives. Yeah, but you don't think he'll sit on that throne for fun? Oh my God. Someone sent me a video. I have to post this somewhere. I'm sorry. It's really funny. <laughs> it's like of the, the, the Night King like getting put into makeup and then he's like dancing to like music and it's really, really funny. It's like the sassy Night King. Right. Something I work with sent that to me. It was really funny. It made me laugh out loud. Just yeah. saying. All right. That story's done. Okay. Well, let's continue. Funny. The eggs at the cave, um, uh, you know, Danny learns of High Garden and she is all kinds of pissed off. I, I, I love I, the cutaway and how they come back and how Danny's pissed off. She's all Aries mad, right? Is that too soon? I, well, too soon, I guess. But anyway, Tyrion gets a dressing down. She's really nasty, reminding Tyrion it's his family. Perhaps you don't want to hurt them after all, because I was born to rule. Submit to me, dwarf man. Um, enough of your clever plans, he says. And then uh, she says. And that's when she's like, I'm going to fly to the Red Keep, and we're going to fuck shit up. And Tyrion's like, you have to be smarter. That doesn't sound like Tyrion even a tiny I'm little bit. I'm not trying to. I'm just talking shit here. Then why did you say it in a voice? Because it's fun to me. But it was not Tyrion. Doesn't matter. All right. I have anything useful to say. Just that I think it's funny how she, you know, she's so pissed about Tyrion doesn't want to hurt his family. Funny, and she's like, like you what laugh? would you do, John? Ah. You no know, funny ironic. How she immediately turns to him after they have this conversation in the cave where she's like, hey, you better bend the knee to me. And she's like, but I kind of like you. So what would you do? I'm sure Tyrion just loves being in the presence of another domineering queen-like woman who's just busting his balls about all his fucking flaws. I feel bad for Tyrion and I really love him and I really felt for him in this episode. Like it's like everything is going wrong for him and even when something goes right for him in one aspect it's wrong in another. Like this was the right idea for them to go do this to the 
with the guards and to attack. Like this is a, a great win for them, but this is still so hard for Tyrion because now he's going against the people, his family and who he's been with his whole life and his mm. brother. Mm. I guess we'll talk about that more when we get there. Indeed. I really feel for Tyrion. He's in a tough spot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just overall. John says, I never thought dragons would exist again. The people who follow you know that you made something impossible happen. Maybe that means you can help them believe that other impossible things can happen. Make them believe in a world that is better than the shit one they've always known. If you use them to melt castles, you're not different, just more of the same. Really good, hard criticism for her to hear. Of course, he's referring to the melting of Harren Hall, which goes back to Aegon the Conqueror, which we kind of already touched on this episode. But, um... Yeah, he was like, oh, cool. Uh, you don't want to fucking submit to me? I'm going to burn Harrenhal to the fucking ground. But um, kind of cool. Uh, I like this. I, I like this. I like that John is being... John has grown so much in the show. I like that he's not really concerned with Danny's feelings, and he's just telling her the realities of yes. the, the landscape here. I think this is great for her to hear. I think it's important for John to say this shit. And... um. And it makes Danny think. Um, Danny pauses. She looks to the dragons. She's thinking. And then, of course, we cut to John and Davos, and they're going to run to Miss Andy in a minute. But yeah, I think, I think John is very wise. John understands Westeros. John, you know, John has always had to make hard fucking decisions that he, in his heart, believes are the correct decisions, and he, he's very uncompromising in that, which is pretty awesome to watch. Because uh, John's kind of always been on his own. He he really has. And, and he's got all these people who support him now at this point in time. But, you know, even growing up as a Stark sibling, he was a little on the outside. And I think he's always felt that way. And he's always had to kind of look out for himself and, and do things his way. And that's why he doesn't compromise. And he, he's not going to say something just to say something to mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah, and he's sure. never been that way. He wasn't that way with freaking Mance Raider. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's always... I don't know, been awesome, and I'm really like Team John Snow. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Let me just make it clear. I, I, I like to troll Danny Targaryen in her fucking ridiculous Dothraki ways, and in that sense, I like to shout Team Lannister. But right up until it becomes a question of fighting against Jon Snow, I, I, I definitely. I'm definitely in my heart of hearts, Team Jon Snow, more than any of these other fucking teams. Yeah, and by default, that makes me Team Danny at this point. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I'm Team Stark. Um, Outpost Thirty One asks, no. "Does Danny actually listen to Jon? Maybe, maybe he's referring to the loot train attack. I yeah. think it's a legitimate military target, but we'll see. I think we'll see. There's there's consequences for this, right? But what I think that Danny does is she takes almost a little from what she wants to do with also taking the advice of Tyrion and of Jon. What she wants to do is she wants to get on her dragon and go burn down the sure. Red Keep. And they're like, you can't. It matters. You can't kill innocent people. You can't do this. You can't do that. But I think maybe the happy medium for Danny is being able to take her dragon and go to an actual battle. Sure. So I do feel like she listened to him and to Tyrion in a way. I agree. And she did something where she felt like I'm actually doing something, but it wasn't just being like everybody else. Sure. And I really like that. Right. I love Jon Snow. Yep. Uh, yeah, you're right. And, and I'm being told in the chat when Jon and Jamie team out, Dean will ship them 100%. Yeah, he will. Yeah. And I will have to break up with Jon at that point and move on to somebody else because I'm not into any Lannister love. No, too bad. Except Tyrion, he's cool. <clears throat> yeah. And you liked, no, you didn't like him either. But anyway, yeah, um, right. 
So, of course, uh, Davos and, and, and John are talking, and Davos starts hinting at romantic things. Yeah, he does. She has a good heart. I've noticed you're staring at her good heart. I didn't even need this. I think they threw this in in case they were like, hey, did, did you see how they liked each other in the cave? No, we no, saw. No, I don't think we that's saw. why. I think this is Davos really, like, being, like, hopeful that this guy, like, has some fucking joy in his life. Aww. And John's like, no time for that. No time for the Lord's kiss. It takes a while, <laughs> honestly. I mean, some girls, it's quick. Cause, like, some you know, girls, he's only with one girl. Like, Grant, my babe. For the most part, it takes a while because I don't quite know what to do yet. Because I'm Keanu Reeves, John Snow. Yeah, why is he Keanu Reeves? <laughs> I literally was thinking that. Somebody told me to do the the alphabet, but that's bullshit. So anyway. Now uh, you were John, British or bullshit. It's, it's bullshit. Come on. God. So John Snow says there is no time. They talk numbers and then they come upon Miss Sandy. Missandei doesn't understand the concept of bastard. No marriage in Narth. And immediately Dean goes, move into Narth. Move into Narth. <laughs> I'm about to say that too at this point in my life. Let me tell you. <laughs> Fucking A. This is $600 worth of wine sitting behind me. Move into Narth. <laughs> Much cheaper there. That sounds liberating, Davos says. Uh, Missandei discusses her origins as a slave and how she now serves Danny willingly. And Davos points out the irony here, of course. I serve my queen because I want to serve my queen. I believe in her, right? All of us believe in her. She's the queen we chose, Missandei says. More irony, of course. I, I don't... What do you think of this? I like what Missandei says here, and I think Look that Look at it, you. Wait a second. I thought you hated Missandei. Because like oh, most characters... Right <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Week to week, you. I swear to God. They have, she has this beautiful, vulnerable moment scene with her dickless lover, and now you're, <laughs> you're like, that was dumb. I hate it. Right, and then and now you're like, but she's awesome with girl talk and no, and it's freedom. cute with her and Danny are friends. But she says something that again is important. I think it's important for John, which is that she is not the queen because she is a daughter of some king we never knew. Yes, she's the queen we chose. Yes, I, I think that that says a lot about Danny, and this is what people have been trying to tell him about Danny. Like, these people followed her, these people, and here's this one woman who Davos is like, aren't you her prisoner? She's like, nope, she let me go. I truly believe that with all my heart, and Davos doesn't believe it, and I don't know if I believe it necessarily, but Masani truly feels that way, and just the idea of that we back these people who say they have this birthright to the throne, the people from Essos don't care about the birthright to the Iron Throne. It means nothing to them. They followed her here because of her. Because they believe in her and has nothing to do with this political bullshit. And I think that's the type of thing that's gotten Danny as far as it has. And it's the type of thing that would put her on the throne. Do I think she'd be a great ruler? I think it's pretty fucking questionable. Hmm. But I, I think that that's important because that's the best explanation. She's not queen because she is a daughter of some king we never knew. Sure. Th that concept is silly to them, you know? Sure, sure. Um, there's some talk in the chat about <clears throat> the idea of a bastard and is John a bastard? So this is an important thing to think about. A lot of people in American culture assume bastard as people people born out of wedlock. But in, but in Westeros, it's a little different. Have a listen. So a polite way of referring to someone who is bastard born is referring to someone who, who may as a natural born son or daughter. Others might refer to bastard simply as bastard born. The term base born is used for a child for whom one parent is small folk. A euphemism for being bastard born is being born on the wrong side of the blanket. It's not unexpected for noblemen to have bastard children, that, though it is considered rude to pry into the origins of a man's bastards. While it's not typical for a noble to bring his bastards home and raise them with his own children, it is usually expected that he or she will, the ch uh, will see to the child's well-being to some degree. 
Some might choose to have their bastards foster the home of another lord, while others might decide to raise their children in their own home in the position of a servant. A noble-born wife can take insult at her husband's bastards being introduced into her household and being commensurate in rank with her legally-born children. See Catelyn Stark, Dean says. There's a certain... Oh, what the fuck? I just hit the button and went to the citadel. Don't oh care about... God. Okay. Um, there's a certain stigma that comes from being born a bastard. They are said to be born from lust, lies, and weakness. And as such, they are said to be wanton and treacherous by nature. Because of the stigma bastards have to deal with, they are said to grow up faster than trueborn. Even after being legitimized, bastards usually have considerable difficulty in removing the stigma of having been bastard-born. Nonetheless, a bastard might rise high. Make bastard, uh, male bastards may study at the citadel and become maesters. Female bastards are allowed to join the faith of the seven and become septas. Oh, like septa una. There you she, go. She did real well. <laughs> uh, bastards can also be knighted and may even be appointed to the king's guard, uh, uh, Mervyn Flowers. Bastards can rise to become the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Uh, Kingsguard, excuse me, Robert Flowers, Addison Hill, in the Night's Watch. They may rise, obviously, Jon Snow. Um, so, yeah, that's something to think about. That might not necessarily mean, it might not necessarily, it could also mean that it's a base, that it's somebody that that had sex with somebody in the small folk. Like, a commoner fucks Robert Baratheon, has a kid, that's a bastard. But if Lyanna Stark is a lady and Rhaegar Targaryen is, an, is a lord, is Jon truly a bastard at that point well i don't really know i mean i guess not by the definition you just read but mm. by the legal definition that i know in westeros but the legal definition in massachusetts it doesn't really matter i just thought it was interesting to talk about so let's move on to think- the end of this shit um theon returning right yeah what's up theon welcome back dude um i didn't know you were here um so here's our first pant shitting moment of the episode really? or, Poor Theon. He's like, uh-oh, Jon Snow. Well, first, I think he's happy deep down. Cause that I, he's alive. There's this, no, there's just this part of him, I think, where he's just like, oh, my God, this guy who was raised as his brother. Right. And then he's like, oh, shit. And I killed <laughs> a bunch of your friends and stuff. He's kind of a douche. Fucking Roderick Castle. I slay him. I don't even remember Roderick Castle. Was. Uh, the guy, been that important. he literally hacked his head off. Theon and he was so bad at it he had to swing like multiple oh yeah i remember that (laughs) that was really fucked up yeah brutal thanks buddy yeah theon is not good at that job of killing theon aka dick off theon real bad at killing people (laughs) yeah just want to throw that out there except for um that skinny bitch i forgot her name Hmm. remember her what was her name yeah i don't remember miranda mandy miranda Miranda, i think something like that yeah the archery lady yeah with the fucking razor sharp hip bones yeah, yeah she um i mean you can call theon dick off but it's not unique to him but there's only one dick on and that's dick on tarly that's right so but anyway uh, the only reason i'm not killing you is for spring and sansa is what john says here so obviously a cold reunion john spares theon as a result of this uh, reality that he helped sansa flee right because yeah. sansa had to flee and she needed help and he makes and, that very uh, clear. That's the only reason Theon lives. Right. And uh, damn, man, Theon's back. And Theon's talking about, I want to send a team to go rescue Yara. Okay, Theon. What? You don't think Theon's capable of doing a little night raid? Well, yeah, okay. So it's like a dog kennel he finds to go sleep in because he's having PTSD. <laughs> um, I think it's really insensitive and you're triggering me that you, you're so cavalier with people who have PTSD and it really bothers me and I think you should write a letter of apology to me. I know. I feel bad too because in the episode where Theon had the PTSD I stuck up for him and now I'm making fun of him. 
<laughs> What's wrong with me? I'm a terrible human being. The listeners want to know the same thing. They ask me routinely. But no, seriously. <laughs> when um, can she be fired? I think Lan could do a little night raid into King's Landing when nobody's home. Maybe Wait, scoop can? up Yara. Theon, kick off. I don't think so. You don't think he can slip by Cersei's guards? No. Me neither. I don't think so at all. Yeah, I think he. I think if a dog barks, he's going to poop himself, and that's the end yeah. of that. I know. I agree. But it would be kind of poetically interesting if he went to rescue Yara just like she went to rescue him from the Dreadfort. Yeah, that would be, I guess. That's a really compelling thought you have there. Yeah, he's probably going to go try to save Yara, and he's probably going to die saving her, but we'll somehow save her, and then we'll be like, oh my God, Theon, we're so sad you're dead, kind of. He's not my Deadpool, so I won't be happy he's dead. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. LSK in the chat says the same thing. Die saving her. That's what I said, LSK. We're on the same page today, which does not always happen. Hmm. Are you Team Lannister or Team Stark? Just saying. Well, if you're giving me those choices, I got to go Stark. I was asking LSK. But if you're asking me if I'm Team Targaryen or Team Lannister, for sure Team Lannister. We'll get there. I am Team Everything over you're Team Lannister. Team Targaryen. Truth be told. I'm Everything over Lannister. Champion of the sister fuckers. They're the heavyweight champs. Jamie and Cersei are just like contenders for the title. They'll never win. They 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 cannot they cannot win that fight. The Targaryens are the champion sister fuckers, and that's your team. I just want to make that clear. I'm not judging the incest. I'm cool. I know. I know you're not. I'm just saying the I'm faith of the seven will will find you guilty of crimes against the yeah, crown. The seven don't exist no more because Cersei blew them up. Nice try. No, no, you might be right. And a bunch of other people killed that other Ian McShane guy. So that's about it. Yeah, that's bullshit. Can he come back and Mouse Andrew bring back that man and his beautiful eyes? I think there's enough important people that need to be brought back. That's not him. Yeah. No more bringing people back. What about if um, Bedrock Jardarian dies? I hope they bring him back because he's in your dead pool. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have to stay dead? We didn't ask John that. Yes, they have to stay dead. They come back to life and somebody could have Jon Snow in their dead pool and could have won. Was a freaking Jon Snow. He died for one season. All right, where to now? Winterfell? Um, oh, wait, first, the thing is, is he wants Danny's help, and they say the queen is gone. And he says, where did she go? Da, da, da. Wherever she went, fucking relax. Tyrion's just going to Uber over there. The fuck? Oh, yeah. The traveling in the what show the is... Fuck? The traveling in the show is getting a little ludicrous, right? Tyrion's I like, didn't I'm, think about that. He's like, oh, she left on her dragon and took off, but don't worry, I got a killer Uber driver who's going to get me to that loot train real quick. Oh, my God, you're right. Green was right there and Danny was yeah. already gone. For dramatic effect. I don't like dramatic effect. Mm, it makes you. me mad. Now I'm angry. But you love that scene. You thought it was so touching for a little Tyrion. Yeah, but now I'm mad about it because it makes no sense. Mm. Well, Ugh. we could go into the Damn fact it. that Highgarden could have held out on a siege for probably like three years. I don't understand sieges, so I don't care about that part. <laughs> well, let me I tell, understand travel. Let me tell you how it works. They wall themselves in. They have like 17 walls at Highgarden. They got a gazillion pounds of but food. But what if they weren't expecting it and they caught them by surprise? They caught them unaware. Oh, no, mate. We left the <laughs> fucking doors open. All the Lannisters have piled <laughs> in the front doors. It's fucking George on God duty. It doesn't happen, but you're adorable. So can we go to Winterfell? People in chat say they were really close together. So now I'm not mad anymore. No, it's Dragonstone... But it was just like how quickly like did everybody else go over there and then they were starting the battle and Tyrion's like gotta hurry up and run over to He's join like, my, my friends. My boat's leaving and my little legs must go now or I'll never reach the boat in time. All right, Dragonstone. Clearly, I've not played the Game of Thrones board game in a long time because I do not know the closeness there. Dragonstone is the easternmost island of Westeros. I'm pretty sure it's the easternmost, but it's on the east coast. And then 
you have to <laughs> sail across that. It's not a far journey, but I mean, it doesn't matter. I, Listen, there, there's fuckery with the travel. Can we get over it? Yeah, I just think I want to play the Game of Thrones board game again so I can be back up on my geography because I'm really not doing mm-hmm. good work. Yeah. It's just the way they cut it. Like, oh, Tyrion's, uh, Tyrion's cresting the fucking hill. Really? He was just a dragon zone. Why is he going yep. to the battle? All right. Why is he there? Why is he going there? Why did he make landfall? I guess we'll find out all these answers. But I don't think Tyrion, I don't think Danny was like, Tyrion, I want you to go to the battle because you've been such a great get battle commander so far. They're like, you wait until the Dothraki win, then you show your little face because we don't want you to ruin this battle too, little Tyrion. Yeah. I don't talk shit about It Tyrion. was for dramatic effect. Because even when I first saw Tyrion there, I was like, that's where the Tyrion's there. But then I was like, but I love this moment, so I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> LA from Chicago says, he and Danny rode in a drug on together in the Uber pool. <laughs> they saved <laughs> money. Drugon's like, listen to me. He's going to be four sheep. I'll only charge you one more sheep. Drogon cannot talk. He's a dragon. Well, he talks in my mind. You want to go to Winterfell or do you just oh want to talk God. about nothing for another 20 no. minutes while people <laughs> freak out? It's already an hour past my normal bedtime. All right. So Winterfell. <laughs> All right. I'm getting delirious. Yeah. Get Brand, it? fucking creep. Love this kid. I know where to begin. I love this little serial killer. <laughs> He is like a oh, sociopath. God. He literally is like a, a serial killer child. Like when I watch TV shows about children become serial killers, like that fucking chick who killed her mom because of Munchausen by proxy, not because her mom had Munchausen by proxy and like tortured her. Like her face when reminds me of Brand's face. I wish John was in studio to be a producer and he could ring a bell since you said Munchausen by proxy and it's probably only been three episodes since you've said that. It's literally my favorite ding, thing ding, 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 ding. in the world. Like not like that it's done, but so like wait, it's fascinating. Can I just say something? Brandbot, Brandroid. I call him Creepo. Come on, Brandroid's own. good. Hashtag Brandroid. Hashtag you're dumb. <laughs> Hashtag subroutine. Don't know what to say. Beep Brand. I'm sorry. The the meme where it's like showing like Brand's mind, like he's a robot, like the Terminator. And it's like things you can tell Sansa. Like, hey Sansa, you did good here. Here's this thing that happened. You here's this. You look beautiful the night you were raped. And he's like, I choose that one. <laughs> wow. It's really funny. So, Bebop Brand. I call him Creepo. Okay. I'm gonna, now I'm going to call him Little Serial Killer. Brandroid. So he's like, gives. So, do you want to talk about the dagger? <laughs> yeah. Um, Littlefinger's like, hey, Brand, what's up, bro? Hey, Littlefinger. Let's be friends. Let's you be done, besties. You done fucked up. Why did he give him this dagger? I don't know, but obviously, for a reason, like Sansa said, he doesn't do anything for no reason. But so... here's the deal here is a situation where. Littlefinger doesn't know unless he fucking interrogated Mira, Mira Reed. He doesn't know Bran's fucking ability. Did you forget Mira Reed's name already? And she was in this very episode. Mira Reed. <laughs> yeah, but just what you said. You're like Mira. You pause for like because I because remember when I used to talk about her, I used to call her Mira Green by accident. Yeah, that was silly. I was like, I don't want to say green. I don't want to say green. I don't want to say green. How dare you? I love that forty-seven year old woman. So I. <laughs> She's she's very old for Westeros days. She has yet to catch the. Soon she's gonna be like that old lady in the tower who's like, "I'll light a candle for you, Sansa, <laughs> or you light a candle for me." Yeah. Well, anyway, let's stay on target here. Can Sorry. we talk about the dagger? Yeah. So Littlefinger tells him he can ask anything of him, and Bran's like, "Well, I know who owns the dagger." And Littlefinger, Bran tries like, "Do you know who owns his dagger? Do you know who owns the dagger?" And Littlefinger's like, "No." And then Littlefinger starts talking about chaos. No, he, 
And then he's like, chaos is a ladder. Littlefinger doesn't say any of that. He says, no, little. Oh, yeah, you're right. Littlefinger, Bran says, do you know who won the dagger? Littlefinger says, no. And that's when Littlefinger starts running his mouth. And then chaos is a ladder. Bran interrupts. Yes, exactly. Because Bran is um demonstrating his power and that he knows Littlefinger is lying to him in regards to this whole dagger situation because he said the dagger was Tyrion. He's being Littlefinger and he's trying to he's trying to become friendly, right? He's attempting to manipulate this kid and to make him be like, oh cool, thanks for the dagger. Like awesome. I'm, that was a real nice gift, Littlefinger. Oh, I appreciate that you gave me this would be assassin. You know, we'll do something useful. Like Littlefinger's being Littlefinger. Yeah, it's like he's trying he's, to be like, Bran, you survived this. You could have died this day, but you didn't. Can you do the Littlefinger voice? Because mine's terrible. <laughs> what are the chances I can bang your sister? Um, and, and so he's basically trying to be like, this here, here's the weapon that could have killed you. You should have it. Like, if I almost got killed by a weapon, I'd be like, yeah, I'd like to have that weapon. In my opinion, I think this is a situation where Littlefinger has fucked up. He's overplayed his hand because he doesn't know Bran's power. Right. And he's trying to make a gesture to the kid. Exactly. Because, again, Bran is asking this question to see how Littlefinger will respond. Bran knows the answer before he asks. Right. Of course he does. Because he knows now, his interp- about life. He kind of does. But he. But remember, he says it comes in glimpses. I have to get better. He's getting fragments. We don't know. Like, he's probably getting a lot of different things in his head. And he's, like, trying to interpret it all. For sure, when he's probably sitting face to face with a guy, he's like, aha, I remember some of these visions. The part where you put a dagger up to my dad's throat. The part where I'm pretty sure you hired this assassin to start this whole chaos thing. And then you blame John Tyrion. Right. He's fucked. Right? That was, and to pretend he didn't know who the dagger was from, he's fucked, man. Bren knows it's Littlefinger's dagger that he gave to Tyrion. And then it was like, I'm trying to start a war. Because I like chaos. I'm pretty sure Littlefinger's going to die. He's going to get that dagger, ain't he? In his face. I am pretty sure. Now that Ari has that dagger, Littlefinger could be in trouble. Deep, 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 deep. He's not on the deep. list yet, but... Well, we'll see. When the three Stark kids sit down to dinner and Bren is a total creep and he just starts telling people stuff, Ugh. we're going to see what happens here. Bran Droid has something to say. Well, Bran all sentimental says goodbye to Mira. I'm leaving. I need to be with my family when oh they come. Oh my god. But but Littlefinger definitely has piss rivulets in his small clothes when he says chaos is the ladder. Yeah, he was unsettled and he's rarely unsettled, just like Varys is rarely unsettled as we just talked about last week, right? Yeah, he's afraid of magic. They but cut Va- dicks off. Varys and, and Littlefinger are very similar in in how they act to things and how they always seem to be one step ahead of everything. And for them to be unsettled is always fun to see mm-hmm. well so Mira 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 Reed she's like well I have to I have to go now to see my family and make arrangements for my for my death I'm very old I like how she's like I have you to don't, get my estate in order <laughs> you don't need me anymore and he's like yeah I really don't so <laughs> it's like this awkward breakup where like the girl's like I feel like you don't want to be with me anymore and like she wants the guy to be like I really do want to be with you. And Mira's like, or, but instead the guy says, yeah, you're right. I, I really just don't. Yeah. It's like a real awkward breakup. And Bran's like, does mm, not compute. Beep, 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 boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Mira's pissed and I'm on board with Mira because I'm team Mira Reed now. Unlike the old days when I hated her. Um, Bran droid subroutine cannot understand. 
she's mad because people died for Bran. She almost died for Bran, you know, and she brings up two people that we love or one person and one dog, um, Hodor and Summer. And then she brings up Jojen Reed, who nobody loved, but his death was very disturbing. So at least there was that. Um, and they're all dead. And Mira was almost dead. But she made it. And she did a lot of shit for this kid. And he does not even give a shit. A lot of people died to get him where he is. Yeah. And guess what? He's like, whatever, bros. Gotta go. Bye. Mm-hmm. Mira's like, okay, bye. And now she's gone. gone. You had her in your Deadpool? Sorry. You're never gonna see her again. Ha. We've closed that story arc. Ha. I don't. So ha to those who do. So, um, by the way, don't get up, Bran. Oh, wait. <laughs> I like how she's like, that's a cool thing. He's like, yeah, Maester built it for me. It's called a wheelchair. Yeah. Professor X uses it, except he's less creepy. Way less creepy and way cooler. Just saying. Ridiculous. Anyway, I remember what it felt like to be Brandon Stark. But I remember so much else now. <laughs> I like when she says you died in that cave. That's that not moment. compute. Just saying. Yeah. Well, Arya gets back to Winterfell. Hi, Mira, I wrote. And the guards. This the guard is somebody. Somebody posted on Facebook. Oh, why? They're, what, they're real people? Like, they're like yeah, what, celebrities? Yeah, it's something. No, but it's something kind of cool. I shouldn't have even said it because I don't have an answer for it. But uh, you, is it like fucking Ed Sharon or whatever his name no, is? Like, no, he's back? No. Right. Hello, I'm just a random singer in this show now. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Should have kept my fucking mouth shut. Yeah, so probably. anyway, the guards tell her to fuck off. Yeah, they're rude. Were these the guys, guards at High Garden? The whole army sneaks in? Yeah. Probably. This is all these those guys. These guys do not do a good job. They Most are because this is a baseball player. Oh, interesting. No, that's one of the Lannister guys. No, the Lannister guy was Ed Sharon. Nope, you're wrong. One of the Lannister troops at the loot train battle is a oh. fucking Mets pitcher and he kills a Dothraki with a spear. That's fucking fantastic. What pitcher? I don't remember. Someone please find out what pitcher was in Game of Thrones and get back to me. Thank you. Chat, I need you to do this for me. Imagine if he's on my fantasy baseball team. Like, I should get extra points for that. It's true. Just saying. All right. Um, yeah. uh, Snidegard. That's the guy at the battle. Snidegard. Thank you, chat room. He is not on my fantasy baseball team, which is unfortunate, but there are no mats on my fantasy baseball team. But one of the guards, there's an interesting story behind one of these guards um, at the gate. I just don't remember it. So anyway, they insist that she's to fuck off and she's like, tell Sansa her sister's home. I'm also kind of creepy. No, I just like that Arya like lists two dead people and it's like sad, like to show yeah. how long she's been away. People who aren't even there anymore. They're like, yeah, okay. And they're like, John is John isn't even here. Doesn't she mention Roderick Castle and Master Lewin? Master yeah. Lewin? Yeah. Both dead. Thanks, Dion. Um Dion. <laughs> thanks, Dick Off. Um, uh, well, I'm getting in this castle one way or the other, Arya says. They let her in and they tell her to sit down. Of course she's not gonna pay attention, but a great shot of her sitting in the courtyard yes, and with the music. Around. Yeah, oh, it's great. It's so good. It's awesome. I, I just love this this moment of her having been away for so long and being back. Like, all that she's went through, everything, to finally be back home. There's a great song. This is going to be a real deep pull. But if you're into this kind of thing, you might appreciate it. The moment in this episode where she's sitting there, and I know there's a lot of music written about this very thing. But there's a song by Oingo Boingo. Oh, I believe they were referred to as just Boingo at the time. And, it's, and the, the singer is actually Danny Elfman. And the name of the song, I believe, is called Mary. And it is a really touching song. And it made me think of this very scene. I know referencing Boingo with Danny Elfman as the lead singer is a super deep pull. But if you check out the song Mary by Boingo, it really made me think of this. Um, The gist of the song is it's about this girl, Mary, who is a simple girl, didn't have a lot to say. 
And then one day she just up and left her jewelry home. And she went out to see what the world was outside of all these warnings from her parents who are really religious. And she goes out and experiences life. And then she comes back home and things just aren't the same. And it's a really cool song. It's really awesome lyrics. I really like it. And I, it had me thinking of this moment with Aria. And um, I just want to share that with anybody who might connect with this actual thing I'm saying. And if not, it's really cool. I highly recommend it. I don't know if I could listen to a band called Boingo. Damn, son. Without feeling silly. Okay, well, that's your prerogative. I know. <clears throat> Where to? Anyway. We're still in the same place, and there's so much more to Next do Next week, there. we're going to have your CD collection in front of me. We're going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, good. It's fantastic, and I'm <laughs> not embarrassed about any of it. What are the names of some of those bands? That I listen to? Mm-hmm. Matt Nason Okay, that's fine. That's normal. We'll keep going. Tori Amos? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're playing cute games now. Huh? Come on. All right, anyway, I'm, in the guards report to Sansa... And bumble around. Sansa's like, I know where she is. This leads us to the tomes beneath Winterfell. Yes. Do I have to call you Lady Stark now? I love that Sansa says yes. Me too. Fucking epic. Big hug. Uh, how'd you feel for this meeting? What I, were your feelings? It was nice. It, it was it was nice to see them back together. Um, and despite the awkwardness between them, I, I love their conversation with Ned's statue. Um, it should have been carved by someone who knew his face. Yes. Everyone who knew his face is dead. Yes. And Ari says, we're not. Awesome. Um, also, the same thing where they're like, oh, I'd like to hear, you know, how you got back here. And they both agree that they did not have pleasant stories to find their way back to Winterfell. And Arya says, but our sto- our stories aren't over yet. Indeed. Um, there's a lot of really great dialogue here. Um, this bonding between sisters, this thing that no one else understands but them being Ned Stark's daughters. Mm. Um, they both had different experiences, but they came from the same place, you know, and now they're both back there and they can move forward together. Um, I, I think this is like a bit of the bonding between them before Sansa starts to realize that Ari is very, very different. Sure. The list too, which is what I like about the list where she asked Sansa if Sansa killed Joffrey and Joffrey uh, Sansa says, I wish. Arya says, me too. He's on my list. And when Arya explains that she has a list of people she wants to kill, Sansa laughs. So Arya laughs, laughs too. This is perfect. Like, this is like the same thing where you say something you're serious about and the other person laughs and you laugh too. But like, in you're deep down, you're like, yeah, I'm not right. kidding. But I'm right. going to laugh because it's the right Absolutely. thing to do. Absolutely. Um, I really like the way that 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 was played. Yeah, it's, it's outstanding. I also want to talk about what you were getting at here with the reunion of these sisters and the emotional undercurrents here because when we th- when we think of the arcs of these two women, we have to remember that Sansa only ever wanted to be a lady. Yes. She only ever wanted to do those things, to engage in courtly endeavors and to be part of a lord and part of a great house and have a family and love her husband and and all that stuff, like that was her, that that wasn't very important to her. And she wanted to, she was very much into that tradition and wanted that to happen. And in a real fucked up way, she got this bizarro world, version awful of version of that, that really hurt her and forced her to grow and become a new person, a changed person through all of these experiences and to have ironically experience all of these things that she was to experience, which was blood and death and torment and humiliation. And in the same vein, so did Arya. Arya didn't want those things. 
Arya did not want to be a lady. I want to be a warrior. I want to be a fighter. And Ned was like, well, you can't. Well, she didn't listen because Arya doesn't listen. And Arya went off and learned these skills and became a fucking killer. And, you know, we, we cheer and, and hoot and holler at the death of Lord Frey and, and his, his bannermen and some of his sons there. But, I mean, it's a huge mass murder of a bunch of people. And it's not going to, you're not going to be unaffected by this. And we're seeing Arya a bit detached uh, with the power she has. And, you know, this is something that I feel like hero movies really try to do. Like, oh, he gets a superpower. Does he become detached? Is he, right? And, and I'm not saying these are superpowers. Obviously, Sansa doesn't have any beyond words power. She doesn't have like a faceless man power or a fucking Melisandre power. Both of these women, in in a bizarre irony, got the things they wanted, but have invariably both been damaged by them, and that's really sad to me, you know? And to see them reuniting under the statue of a man they barely recognize, which, there's subtext there. The subtext is, it doesn't really look like him, and, and does it not, or, or is Arya somehow changed? You know, it's it's weird to think about, and I like that. I like this whole fucking thing. Um, I thought it was really good storytelling for them to talk about these things. I think it's important for the viewer to reflect on these moments, and I really like this reunion because of where they've been and where they are and how they are very much different people now. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Good, good shit, man. Good scene, for sure. Yeah. So they talk of Joffrey. <laughs> Arya's Joffrey? Like, oh. Yeah, Arya's- He's back from the dead? They talk of Joffrey. Oh, of Joffrey. Yeah. Arya, nice try. Hi, bye. I already Hang talked on. about this part and now you're going Hello. back Bring. there. Hi. Hang up. Goodbye. Arya admits she was angry that Joffrey wasn't killed by her. Arya brings up her list. They laugh, of course. Sansa says, Bran, Bran, I'm just kidding. Bran is home too. And then Arya goes to see fucking Bran droid with Sansa. Repo. Yeah. I saw you at the crossroads. You came home. Beep, 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 beep. He knows about the list. That's what yeah. gets, really gets Arya. Fuck, and then it also gets Sansa, where she's like, wait a second, is this thing not a joke? Right. And that's why Sansa says, kind of jokingly, who else is on the list? And Arya says, most of them are dead already. <laughs> and again, it continues. They're speaking as if it's a little joke, but Sansa's a little bit more on edge about it. And then when she sees the fight with Bran, I think she's a, maybe a little more on edge. Sure. Bran offers the dagger to Arya. Littlefinger gave it to me. And Sansa immediately heads this off by saying, he declared for House Stark. Don't go murder him. No, I, I just think she was explaining why he was there. Fair enough. Um, I feel like Sansa's also very curious about the situation. Like, Bran doesn't give a shit. He's like, here you go, Arya. But Sansa's like, nope, this doesn't make sense. Everything he does is for a reason. What was his reason? Right. Well, someone very wealthy wanted me dead, Bran says. That is true. Mm. Bran doesn't want the blade. It's wasted on a cripple. That's Damn. Also, that's not true. What? That's not true that a blade is wasted on a cripple. How dare he? Okay. Um. <laughs> it could be useful. Who knows? <laughs> Why is that so funny? So anyway. I don't know. The three Stark children enter the courtyard to somber strings. Uh, they see, of course, Brienne and Podrick doing their little train game. They weren't training. This is when Pod says Catelyn Stark would be proud. Yeah. And then he calls Brienne a lady and she starts to correct him. But then instead she just says, thank you, Podrick. Yeah. I love Brian. I do too. It's awesome. And um, then we see them fighting. Yeah. Pod's like, I didn't know. She, she, Brian's like, 
you know, Pod's trying to be nice to Brandon, and she's like, I did next to nothing. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Littlefinger looks down on the Stark children, shits his pants, okay? Somebody on the, in the Facebook page, because we're not going to be able to get to all these, said something about he's surrounded by the wolf pack. Yeah. Fucking A is. Now he has pee and poop in his small clothes, and he oh needs God. to be sent off to bed after taking a hot bath, <laughs> which might actually be a legitimate punishment if you poop yourself and you're a grown-up. So go wash yourself, sir, because you're freaking everyone out except probably Brian Droid because he doesn't Nothing care. freaks him out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Brian Droid, don't know. So anyway, uh, Arya jumps in, and she's like, hey, you want to do this? I like how she's like, don't fight someone like Brand in the first place. And they like compliment each other. Brand's like, oh, I like your sword and your dagger. Arya's like, I want to be a great fighter, so why don't you teach me because you beat the hound. Mm. Brand's like, okay, I guess so. She got lucky with the hound, but you know. I'm just teasing. Relax, everybody. Dude, that battle was fucking crazy. Was and no one got lucky in that. Okay? Nobody. Well, the hound didn't die, so he's pretty lucky. <laughs> so, um, I have I have some things to say about this. So Sure. I didn't realize Arya had become such a skilled swordsman in, uh, in the time of her training. You didn't watch her train the sword every single day when she was there, including yeah. blind? Because I, I knew she was a skilled. <laughs> Hold on. Ring. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> you. I just hung up on you. Now, what I'm trying to say is I didn't realize she was so skillful as to be surprising Brienne of Tarth. Oh, I'm not. I wasn't surprised. I liked it. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm not saying it was bad. I she, liked it. You could tell from the second she started to fight, the stance she took, the Water smile dancing. on her face, the arm behind her back with mm. the one hand out. She reminded me so much of a Jock and Hagar, of a Cyril Florel, who are probably the same person, right? Deep down. Mm. We're all still like holding out hope for that, right? <laughs> um, they are no that's ones. what she looked like. She looked like a faceless man fighting. Indeed. Which was interesting that she still has yeah. that. She's she's a pretty incredible fighter. She could take Brienne for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brienne wait, was not well, going well, easy hold, on her. Hold on. Everybody relax, okay? Everybody fucking relax. Arya is skillful and definitely surprised Brienne. And had they met in the field at an inn and things got weird, I think Arya for sure surprises Brienne because of her tiny stature in comparison to Brienne. Now... Don't get it twisted. Brienne's a great fighter. She's more than a big brute. She's fast. She's smart. She knows how to fight. She yeah. fought the fucking hound. I love her. Okay. I think if we say, okay, we're going to put you on this side and you on this side, fight to the death, I'm pretty sure Brienne still edges this one out in sheer mm, ass. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think, if, and then I was like, is Brienne really swinging her sword at Arya? Like, what if she hits her? <laughs> so part of me wonders. She was really fighting at a point. Mm, they were sparring. I mean, she kicks her to let her know, hey, bitch, I'm Brienne of Tarth. Ever heard of the Baird and Main Fair? Me neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> anybody. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was cool. It was, it was, it was definitely, it's definitely awesome. And I'm happy to know that Arya, because, you know, Arya is very much an assassin. She's, she's, People are dropping dead because she's sneakily murdering them. It's not like she's like, okay, let's have a square off fight. That's not how the faceless men operate. They just kill people. Um, but I was I was utterly impressed with the choreography. Mm. I thought it was well done. I thought little Maisie Williams did a good job here of movement. Little. I like the flipping of the fuck compared to Brienne. The <laughs> flipping of the dagger. I, I like that. Brenn was like, hmm, damn, who taught you how to do that? No one. 
Yeah, which is true. Fucking that awesome. is who taught her how to do it. Fucking and that's why awesome. she's so good. That's it. Um, do you have Andrea Ramos's email with a question she asked about Sansa in the scene? Yes, I do. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And go. All right. So uh, Andrea says, I know if I leave this in the comments, it will get lost. You're right. There's a lot. Of, there's 90 some. I, I don't even know how many comments there are. can't even read them but thank anymore. You there's so many. <laughs> you made that very hilarious. Um, wondering what you guys thought was going on in the scene where Arya and Brienne are sparring and at the end when they show Sansa face. Um, what do you think she is thinking? My household is split between she's concerned as to what Arya had to go through in order to become that skilled or that Sansa is jealous of Arya in a way. Interested to hear what you guys think on this. Well, can I go first, please? Yes. Okay, so after I watched the episode the first time and Dean read me this email, I was like, she's jealous. That was my immediate reaction. Upon watching the episode a second time, I do not feel that way anymore. I feel like it's something a little different. I feel like it's almost a nervousness about Arya and who Arya is now. Like she has changed. Who is she now? It's like, what happens if your childhood friend goes away for all this time? They come back and they're different. And you think they may be a sociopath and perhaps a serial killer. I think it's that feeling. A little nervous you're like, this is my sister and I love her, but she may be a serial killer now. So what do I do about this? Right. That's the feeling I think she has in this scene. Interesting. Okay. I don't know what I think about this. It's a really good question um, because it is very deliberate. And obviously Littlefinger is like, oh my God, what the fuck am I going to do? He's like, this bitch is for sure going to kill me. I think it becomes a question of, I don't know where my sister has gone. I don't know what she's gone through. I see that she's very skilled with a blade. I don't know if it's inspired by jealousy. I think it's more like, fuck, she's now a wild card that I have to manage. Because Arya... Nervous. She's nervous. Yes. Yep, that's... Arya traditionally has always been a wild card, although she was, in a sense, predictable in her unpredictability in that she's going to run off, she's going to fuck off, she's going to do this, she's going to do that. But now it's like... Not only is she a bit of a wild card, she just showed Brienne that she has martial prowess, highly unexpected, right? Nobody, Brienne's like, oh, she wants to learn, cool. And Brienne's like, holy shit, what the fuck? And Sansa's like, holy shit, what the fuck? Not only is she a skilled fighter, but she's a total wild card. So how do we control her? Is she, is this going to be a problem? She's wondering, right. is this going to be a problem? Which is, um, Tyler Sparks in the chat says, Arya is a threat now. Correct. It, this is different. It's just, this is a different, per it's, it's, I'm telling you, I imagine not that this has ever happened because I don't know any actual serial killers, but I imagine if I didn't see my sister for a couple of years and she came back and all of a sudden she was a potential serial killer that I would make Sansa face. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Nate says, uh, Sansa sees her sister as self-sufficient and no need of protection, which is what Sansa wants. That's a great point too. That's not necessarily jealousy, just sort of like, oh, I want that. Something to look forward to. A maybe 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 that's part of it too. Maybe that's part of it too. Interesting. Mm, yes, I like it. A very good thought. Thank you for sending it in. Oh, the end. We're on the loot train. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, chat. We've only gone approximately 40 minutes longer than the actual episode. Okay, hot shot. Why are you calling me hot shot? Because I just want to call you hot shot from now on out. I wish you would not. Okay, not there, like hot shot. What do you got? There's a bunch of gold. Jamie's giving us a bra. I'm like, all right, cool. 
then we come back. It's the same shit happening over and over again. I'm like, what's the point in this? And then we hear the Dothraki. Mm-hmm. And I say, wait a second. Those foreign. This is exciting. Invaders. Um, you know, I like Braun um, most of the time until the end of this when he's on the wrong side and tries to kill a dragon. Then I'm a little mad at him. But mm-hmm. he's all right. He did some funny things. I like his Dickon joke when he laughs hysterically at the name <laughs> Dickon. That makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> And I like that Braun is still edging for more. He's like, hey, uh, you gave me a bunch of gold. I will take the uh, high garden, please. Also, yes. thank you. Yes. And Jamie's like, yeah, okay. You're funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Cool. So I'm going to talk now. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Let me freaking suck off Jamie Lannister. Go ahead, Dean. Your favorite thing. Look, I can't. Oh, Jamie. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. You're so handsome and now you're on the wrong side and you like to bang your sister <laughs> and push children out of windows. That's Ooh. one of my favorite moves. Ooh. You're welcome, Bran. Now that you're the three-eyed raven. Ooh. It's better than being a fucking little tower climbing fruitcake. Now he's just a fucking robot in a chair that sees shit. And that's what he is. Jamie ruined his character. That's him. Fucking booting up. He sounds like a MacBook. From fucking nine two thousand one. Is that how a MacBook sounded? In that, I don't know, but that's the sound of him waking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, anyway, um, do you want to imitate me some more? Jamie's so good, guys, and so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> He's my profile picture. <laughs> oh, that was such a that was such a troll move. <laughs> Instead of myself, I put Jamie because I love him so much. Oh, shit. That's funny. That's good shit. I think my Dean impression is really on point. It's, it sounds just like me, if we're being honest. <laughs> uh, so here's I'm like what, crying now. Here's what I will say. Um, hold on. Let me imitate you. Hold on. Let me, drink, let me drink a gallon of wine and, <laughs> then, and then imitate you. Okay. Here's you. Ready? This is Jessica. Jessica's like this. Jessica's like... Oh my God, I love the Dothraki. They're so cool. <laughs> the way they fucking invade other people and then sell them as slaves because they have no industry of their own and how they rape women and they're going to kill the Khaleesi and all that shit. They're so awesome. I can't wait for them to go to Westeros. They're going to be amazing. I know. I don't think I ever said I love the Dothraki. Mm-hmm. Everyone's cheering for the fucking Dothraki. They're the yeah. biggest slave traders I in the market. The, I cheer for the Dothraki <laughs> because they symbolize Danny and Jon Snow. You mean slavery and incest? Wrong. I, I, I'm I back on the incest train. <laughs> no, of course you are. Because it's the hashtag Team Targaryen. Team incest for the win. <laughs> team incest. I feel like I've said team incest so many times on the show. But I hope like, I, I don't know. According to Brandroid, you said it 1,436 times. I just like think like who could stumble across this podcast where it could be real problematic when they get to that point. All right. So can we, can we, can I actually talk to you about this? Here's the problem. Okay. Dothraki are a bunch of slave trading fucking savages. They live in fucking huts. They don't even have houses. They live on the grass. But they're better warriors than everybody. No, they're not. Bye. In your dreams. Hold on. You hung up on me. Ring, calling you back. Hey, hello. You hung up on me. Not bye. You're wrong. <laughs> get out of here. Get fucked. Okay. A 60-year-old knight killed a fucking blood rider. Okay? Killed Wait, him. What 60-year-old knight? Oh! Yeah, that's Ace different. Sleeve, no, that doesn't count. Your boy. What's that your doesn't boy's, count. What's his name? 
My boy Jerome Mormon. Ah, Jerome Mormon, huh? He's not 60. Is he, is he a Dothraki? He's not 60. Pushing 60. <laughs> Pushing no. 60. Hey. He's like a day over 40. Hey, Quotho, wherever your stupid slave trading name is, who killed you? Oh, by the way, didn't Jorah sell slaves? Anyway. Um, sorry, Jorah <laughs> is different, okay? Jorah. The, the hey. Dothraki are great warriors. Jorah is a god among men. Yeah. Hey, and my boyfriend. Our 60-year-old knight He's 75-year-old banished knight killed your blood rider, so get fucked. We're bad warriors. Sick of these Dothraki cunts. You know what? Especially the one who's given John mean mug and John. Just let John carve him up with a long claw, please, and throw him off the fucking balcony of Dragonstone. Just get rid of him. Just mean mug and John the whole time. Get out of here. Go eat your horse or fuck it wherever you guys do before you sell people into slavery like you always do. Dothraki. Get the fuck out of here. While you were talking about the Dothraki, I just they Googled um, Ian Glenn to see how old he was. And Come on, let's ask Unfortunately for me, the answer is 56. Ah, pushing 60. Okay. So, still so amazing. So let's ask Brandroid how this goes out. Light cavalry cannot win wars. See that shit? Yeah, easy when you're riding down fucking villagers. Get out of here. Fucking, your people don't know how to fight. Fuck this guy. Easy to say when you got a dragon flying around torching the lines and they're all spread out. God damn it. I'm so mad at the Dothraki in there. And these Dothraki lovers cheering on their couches at home. Go Dothraki! Oh, you were cheering too the second they ran over that hill. You shut it down. I was cheering because I couldn't wait for them to hit the pike wall. It's going to be so glorious. Oh, and then they won and all of Jamie's friends died and Jamie <laughs> might be dead too. He's at least a prisoner and I wish he was dead. God damn it. Hate him. And then what's your name comes in on her dragon, fucking swooping around, burning people alive. Does anyone notice that Matthew Anderson is in the chat <laughs> saying things that he literally knows nothing about the show at all? Yeah. Well, anyway. Matthew, you don't know about the Dothraki, but you know what? They are like Klingons, I guess, kind of. Mm. Great warriors. Wrong. Who will win battles. <laughs> anyway. Guys, stop, ta- stop shit talking Jorah in the chat about his age. He's a handsome and wonderful mm-hmm. gentleman, okay? Mm-hmm. By the way, can we talk about Jamie Lannister? How many fucking Dothraki did he kill? He killed a couple. He Dickon saved him, by the way, once. Yeah. He got Jamie with his offhand. Yeah, he was going to die. And I was like, by holy way, shit, Jamie, Jamie is legit going to die in this episode. I really nope. thought that like four no, times. No, too heroic. But you didn't think that he was going to... Too heroic. He's mu- he inspired such hope in me for man with his heroism. I can't wait to like kill Cersei and then kills himself and I'll be like, what a puss. <laughs> I'm so glad he's dead. I cannot wait. Oh my God. Okay, so can I be objective for fucking two seconds here because it's impossible. The shots of the, the Dothraki jumping up onto their saddles was pretty cool. Fucking fantastic. Right? And I thought, that's going to be so awesome when they get defeated in Westeros and they become a sideshow for their carnivals. You are such so- a lot. You are being <laughs> such a douche. So whatever king, oh my god, whatever king or queen, nerd boner when those Dothraki hold on the hill. So whatever king or queen wins, whatever king has his fucking name day or whatever the fuck Joffrey would do, and they have this thing, they're gonna be like dance for me, Dothraki, and they're gonna have to jump on their saddles and fucking hoop and holler and hop around and then go sleep on the grass and then go sell slaves. I don't know what these people. They're not selling slaves. They're literally fighting a war for Danny. Yeah, they weren't selling slaves because they fucking had to cross the goddamn. I don't know what they they call it. What do they call that ocean? They chose to Salty cross death, the that they call narrow it. sea. They call it something know. else. The great, 
fucking the great sea of the, the great waterhole of death. <laughs> they don't trust it because their horses don't drink it. They don't trust it because their horses don't swim. No, they don't trust me when I tell you. The Dothraki don't trust the ocean because their horses don't drink it. Is that really why? Yes. Yes. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. They shouldn't drink it. It would make them very sick. Hold Salt on. water is not Here comes good a phone call from a fucking slave that the Dothraki traded. He wants to tell you about them. Because, you know, Cersei's where I go for my morality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which he blows up. <laughs> Blew up a whole fucking building full of people, including her family and shit. I, poison C. Thank you, Outpost 31. Poison C. All right. I'm done being an asshole. Good. About time. Yeah. It was fun, though. It'll change my life now. So anyway. Yeah, the dragon flies in and kills a bunch of people. And Dothraki's like, your people don't have to fight because you have a huge dragon. We burned all your friends. Whatever, dude. The Dothraki were winning that battle anyways before the dragon came. The dragon came first, and then the Dothraki came in over the fire. That was a cool shot, No, but the Dothraki were already coming through. Like, they were already getting through the line. They jumped over the fire, and then... But before that, they were already getting through the line. They still would have won the battle because Randall Tarley was all like, Ooh, we're a little we're a little thin in our britches here. We don't have enough people. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can we talk about the bravery? The sheer Matthew's trolling me, he says you're never done, Dean. God damn you, Matthew. So can we talk Matthew, about the go back to the walking dead, all right? <laughs> the sheer bravery of those Lannister troops to not fold under the face of certain death at that flying that poor, sweet, sweet prisoner of the of the fucking Targaryens. That poor, sweet prisoner of that oh, dragon. Oh, you mean the, the the mother to that dragon? Like, I'm the mother to my dog or my cats? Is my dog a prisoner now? Is my dog a fucking prisoner? definitely didn't come out of her puss. No, but neither did my dog. And well, she is my child. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I, is she my slave? Just no. saying. She's my best I'm friend, just... and I love her more than anything. All right, fine. I won't go. I won't push the slave angle on the you dragon. Better not. But I will say, can we go back to the bravery, the sheer bravery of those Lannister troops to form up amid certain doom and to then form up on Jamie, the bold, beautiful, handsome, chiseled jaw, chiseled face, beautiful man, archers, right? Form up. We're fighting despite overwhelming odds. Yeah, and then he goes. Just kidding. Everybody hide. Everybody hide at the end. Okay. Did you miss that part? Did you miss the part when you told everyone to hide? Yeah, he cares about... When he stopped being brave? He cares about his men. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop being brave? Let's talk about the part where he picks up the spear and charges Daenerys. Well, I mean, Bronn shoots the guy. Shoots the thing, right? Bang! Shoots it. Misses. Shoots again. Hits. Then Danny starts tumbling down. And I was like, oh, I feel bad for that poor dragon. And then... Me too. And then I was like, but I kind of hope Danny falls off. And then Bran can build her a chair. Um, <laughs> and then Cersei can just win and be the queen of everything. Nah, and Dean nah, would be nah. thrilled because no, no, Jamie no, no. would be so important. No, 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 just no. Just banging no. the queen every Do- night like I was <laughs> Here's what I really want to happen. Here's what I really want them to happen. Um, and, and John's here. Thank you, John. He told him to take cover. Yeah. Okay. AKA hide. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> leave your leave your shields at home, guys. Margin sin. Rude. Yes, you're here. I love you, John. Okay, listen. So here's the deal. Here's ultimately what I really wish, okay? I want I want Danny to be defeated by the Lannisters. <laughs> and then I want something weird to happen. And Jamie's like, ah, oh, and I strangle Cersei. And then somehow Jamie has to work with John against the Night King. That will never fucking happen. Jamie and John will never work together. And if they do, I will kill myself. It's called a song of ice and <laughs> fire, isn't it? Isn't it? I'm straight. I'm reaching. I do not think that there is any fire via Jamie Lannister. 
Except for the fire that didn't kill him. Yeah, and the fire that he feels for his sister and his heart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, he's about to run down that horrific, imperialistic, I don't know, slave army supporting evil Targaryen woman. (laughs) People understand I'm half joking, right? Uh, I don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Anyway, and I'm like, he's just charging across that field, fearless and handsome, charging, right? Don't give me no incest shit, by the way. I like how you use incest as a joke when it suits your needs, but then when I remind you that all the Targaryens are incestuous, that you simply casually push it aside. <laughs> it's cool, then. That's what is cool. Oh, my God. So anyway, he's charging, and then, no, oh, Drogon's there, and then, of course, Bronn saves him, and those two horses get burned to death. Yeah. And then what appears to be shallow water turns into very deep Titanic water, which is a little silly, but whatever. Um, and now Bronn's going to have to push Jamie to the surface, but that's the end. Okay. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so, you ready? <laughs> Are we still friends? Not really, right? I really thought Jamie might die this episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like real excited. But then I was like, fuck, how's he going to kill Cersei first? Because mm-hmm. I'd like him to kill Cersei and then die. Mm-hmm. Um, also I thought Braun was going to die a bunch of times and I brought him my Deadpool. So I was really excited about that right. every single time he almost died. Sure. But it's so funny how television in the movies work where like your guy, the main guy that you care about magically makes it out of every situation, but everyone around them dies. Movie magic. You mean like four episodes ago when the Sept of Baylor killed a bunch of important main characters? Right. But in this, come on. In, there is no way Braun lives through all this fucking shit in this scene. Why not? He's in a. It's a great. It's the, the same reason Jon Snow lived. It's a cool. Jon like, Snow did live. He died and got brought back to life. But yeah, when sweet, sweet innocent Ollie stabbed him. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Ollie. He's sweet, actually sweet, the worst. I hate him more than Jamie. My family was murdered by fucking Tormund Giantsbane. Another one. Another horrific. Tormund Giantsbane is an angel. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Just because he killed oh, some shit. people, I'm just this around. one time. <clears throat> right? No, but seriously, the the, the battle it was very reminiscent of the Battle of the Bastards. The, just the chaos of the shit around him. That 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 um tracking cam on Braun is so awesome. Him uh, moving, oh, so diving, bad. and falling, bumping into a guy on fire, pulling a sword out of a fucking dead guy, tumbling around, running, pushing the dragon, whoom, swoops overhead. It's fucking amazing. The sound editing, the visual effects, the, the the sheer chaos of the battle was amazing. It was so good. The, the, just the burning the fire, how much crazier that made it. Um, in, in that tracking shot on, on Braun, anytime you have a long shot on somebody in badass. a battle, do you know how hard it must be to get that shot? Yeah. I feel like I remember an interview with Kit Harrington about like the Battle of the Bastards. Not Battle of the Bastards, Hard Home. Hard home. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't a Hard Home. It was Watchers on the Wall. That was a really long tracking shot, wasn't it? Mm, hard home. Are you sure it wasn't yeah. on the wall? I am. All right. I'm sure there was a long tracking shot on that too, but it doesn't matter. Your point is made. Anyways, um, those always look fantastic in a battle scene because that's hard to do and that takes so much choreography and getting things right and, and it's just fantastic to watch and it was really cool to see. And I know that Bronze a really good warrior and like I guess he probably would have won even though every single other person there died strangely. Save Tyrion's life at the Eerie. Just throwing it out there. 
I guess I was just mad because he was in my Deadpool and also because yes. I hate Team Lannister. Yes. This is the truth coming out. <laughs> if you ever are wondering, huh, Jessica seems really inconsistent here. I, I please direct your attention to promisemenerds.com and look at our Deadpool and you'll see why. And you'll see why. No, I feel like there's at least somebody in my Deadpool I care about and want to live. Is it Cersei? No, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I like don't even remember. It must be Jan Royce. <laughs> Good for yeah. you, bro. Yeah. Julian the chat says the incest in Danny's family probably caused the madness in her father and brother. Yeah, maybe incest Jackpot. is problematic. <clears throat> Jackpot. That and being kidnapped for a little while. But anyway. I was right. It was Watchers on the Wall. Thanks, Outpost 31. I win. I don't know about winning, but. Um, anyways, this was fantastic for television. Good Lord. Again, I will skip the battle at High Garden any day if I can watch this battle. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And there was a shot that was so amazing. There's, there's so many great shots. Number one, the strafing run that Drogon makes on the line moving left to right, I think it is, across the screen. And just whoo, the fucking flames. There's another shot. I call it fucking over-the-shoulder dragon cam where it's over the dragon's like right wing and he's looking down as he torches all the fucking supplies. Another amazing shot. So much good shit in this. It was, it was truly impressive. Impressive feat of television. If I do say so myself. I mean, yeah, it, it was really, really good. It was so exciting to watch. Can we talk about a couple of things before we go? Sure. Um, actually, do you have any listener comments you want to do? I am not prepared at all with that because there were approximately a million listener mm. comments if I had to approximate how many there were. A million? Are you sure? Yeah, I, I think it was approximately one million. Mm, okay. Yeah, at least 93. At least ninety three. Okay, fair enough. Minimum. Um, very divisive. This uh, this battle between these people. Um, is there anything? Is there any one in particular you would like to read? I am not prepared for that, as I am not prepared any week. I feel. You and Matthew are both fired. Yeah. All right. Best of luck to you. You think he's been always gonna be prepared? I don't. <laughs> I hope he never listens to this podcast because well, he's it's gonna be a long day in my this life. Podcast. Then he is going to troll you, and it's going to be glorious. Um, all right. <clears throat> I would like to get to a listener comment, and then what I want our final thoughts to be this week, so start thinking about this too, I want to talk about Jamie, Randall, Dickon, and Braun, because one of those four men, or all of those four men, or half of those four men are dying. I wish I had Dickon in my Deadpool. That was a real mistake, honestly. Dylan Shields this week says, there are so many similarities between this battle and Hardhome. Both featured sudden surprise attacks during major physical moves. The Wildlings to the Wall, the High Garden loot to King's Landing. Both featured a first introduction to major supernatural battle forces. White Walkers, Night King, Giants, and Dragons. Their first major land battle, including surprises with weapons. John using Valerian Steel, Bron using the Scorpion. Both featured major at risk of imminent death. Both featured crazy amazing and giant effects. Finally, both significantly changed the game Overall, this was definitely one for the ages. Uh, thank you for writing in, Dylan. That is, he also referred somebody who works on the show to us, which is cool that he knows personally. But um, I just want to say, Dylan, fucking cool observation. And I really like you drawing the parallels between Hard Home and the Loot Train battle. I think that's really awesome. So cool. Never even made that connection. I appreciate that you did. And good observation. Um, I'm going to read uh, Christina Brown because I feel like she sees things from both of our perspectives. 
Um, she says, so stressful. Because she's so smitten with I Jamie. I didn't know who to root for. <laughs> I'm screaming at my TV. No, please don't kill Jamie. Don't kill Braun either. Damn it, Braun. Don't kill Drogon or Danny. I had to watch the entire battle standing up and pacing. I agree, except I wanted them all to die. Mm. Um, I also have a comment from Cleomar Mariga. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, and I apologize. Um, GOT already granted as Battle of the Bastards and Hardhome. Two great battles and two great episodes. But Game of Thrones managed to raise the level of epicness in this one. Seeing Danny flying over the Dothraki and just saying Drakkar as to heat this up made me have goosebumps. Hmm. The epic music on the background was excellent. Made me think of the battles in Lord of the Rings. I'm simply amazed by this episode. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany Bell, my prediction for Jamie, I'm not going back and reading. Okay. So I think Tyrion is going to make Danny save Bronn and Jamie from the water. Hold them as captive, which will make Cersei lose her shit and go more Mad Queen. And Jamie's going to see Danny isn't all that bad. Maybe even Jon Snow will be there. Bronn will be like, dude, I'm staying with Tyrion. And then Christine and Bronn come into that by saying, how funny would it be if Jamie got his ass captured again and held prisoner? That'd be very funny. <laughs> and I wanted to read Tiffany's because I want that. Are you done with your comments? That's fine. Yeah, I'm okay. ready to talk. Because I really wanted to get into the idea of what their fates are going to be. They're going to be captured. They're going to surface from that water and the Dothraki and everyone are going to be there and they're going to be captured, right? There's no way they float down river and get away. I don't think. Right. So I don't think. I don't predict. They. I think Randall, Dickon, Braun, and Jamie are prisoners, right? Does that seem reasonable? I, it's the only thing that makes sense if they're also alive. Sure. I think they're going to be alive. Well, is Randall alive? I haven't seen him in a while. He could be dead. Does someone uh, have him in their Deadpool? Maybe. Just curious. But he's not we, He's not confirmed dead. But first of all, if they are captured, let's go down the list. First of all, what's Danny going to do? Is Randall going to bend the knee? No. Fuck no. Fuck no. So what's that mean? He's going to get killed? Dickon sees his dad killed. Does he bend the knee? I mean, what's going to happen here? It, that That's the thing. I mean, ooh. I, I think for sure they're going to be taken prisoner because yes. this is an interesting dilemma for Tyrion. What does he do? He frees Jamie because he fucking owes Jamie's life. Thank you very much. Because his sweet, sweet, handsome and loving brother spared him being executed by fucking Tywin. Remember? After Oberyn got his fucking head smashed like a grape? Right. 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 Think about Jamie, that sweet, heroic man. Think of what he did. Oh my God, I want to kill myself. Think about this. He knows what this is going to do to his relationship with the sister that he loves so deeply, the father he respects greatly, but he still does it anyway because he loves his fucking brother and he knows his brother didn't kill his son and he lets him go. He's like, flee, you fool. But he knows that... But Jamie did the things that they're mad about, which yeah. is called supporting Cersei. Right. <clears throat> Could he be tricked into turning and then killing Cersei? Because that might redeem him for me. It's not going to happen. They're talking about Bronn's fate. I think Bronn is... I, I think Bronn survives. Bronn, Bronn is, doesn't care about... You know, He just wants to live. He's not going to fucking make a moral stance. That's not his style. No, he bent the knee like legit immediately. He does not care. He's lucky Tyrion's on the other side of that thing. It might be the one thing that saves him. Yeah, it's true. He shot I, the fucking dragon and she knows it. I, I feel like Bronn could be easily be killed like we could see Braun just being beheaded by Danny in the next episode essentially like mm. that one surprised me but him also being able to get out of it because of his relationship with Tyrion doesn't surprise me either because Braun is a survivor mm. 
And I don't know. I think if you want to do it the right way and you're, I don't know, that's a tough call. But, but I do think that Jamie gets a stay because of Tyrion. I think that that would completely end Tyrion's relationship with Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Do you think it will be the test, the crucible moment for Tyrion to yeah. pick a side? I do. I it's do. It's possible that they're going to do that with his character. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really do. I think that this is going to be like, this is where you really have to prove what side you're on. Mm-hmm. But one thing Danny can do is just execute lords like Randall and Dickon and expect to win the fucking, the people of Westeros. We're not, I'm not necessarily saying that she will execute them or that she'll execute Jamie. But I'm I, just I could, saying. I could usually see a scene where Randall's like, I'm not bending a knee. They kill him and Dickon's like, I'll bend the fucking knee. Oh yeah, for sure. He doesn't give a shit. He wants to live. He's, you know, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have honor, but so many throughout the history of Westeros, if you read about it, they all bend the knee. After the battle, they're like, okay, you win. We join you now. It's not like they just execute all the lords all the time. That's just Joffrey shit. Right. You know, and I know, man, it's going to be crazy, but good shit. That's what I want to talk about as our final thoughts. Do you have any other final thoughts you'd like to get to? Deadpool update. Yes, uh, you remembered. That's right. I got it up right now. Right on. Cool. So the get to it. update is in the host pool. Things are looking pretty pretty happy. Everyone's alive and thriving, so we don't have much <laughs> to say there. So go go region by region. So let's go through the divisions. The crown lands um, in first place uh, ahead of everybody else. Everyone has nobody in our first place uh, finisher currently has two dead people. Uh, Viscount Kime, the master of coin, a.k.a. Frank Kime. I think they pronounce that Viscount. Well, whatever. Viscount bon, bon, oui, Kime, oui. Uh-huh. master of coin, um, a.k.a. Frank Kime, who has... Uh, What's had, the website called? Oh, promisemenerds.com. Who created um, it? John Marginson, even though he he's really mean to me in the chat. So no, he wasn't. Not at him. He was a perfect, beautiful human being like said, Jamie Lannister. He said Jamie Lannister is the best, and I threw up in my mouth. I am I am lovingly embracing Anyways, he had Obra Sand and Elena Tyrell. They are both dead. He has two dead in his pool, which is pretty impressive. Um, That's pretty good. In the north, um, the first ranger, McAllister, a.k.a. Will McAllister, is in first place with the death of Tyann Sand. Okay. Um, and Man, it's still so... That's it. Just so many one. people still alive. No, everybody behind him, no deaths. Awesome. Um, Lord Peter of the South, Peter Bolton. Oh, my God. Is your name really Peter Bolton? That's, That's fantastic. So gangster. I wish you spelled it like Lord Peter. That'd be even more hilarious. But anyway, uh, he has Obra Sand um, with one that puts him in first place. Um, but he also Nobody has... Nobody has two? Nope, there's somebody else with one. Somebody else has Olena Tyrell, Lady Kilcher, Paramount of the Trident, which is Rachel. Great name. Kilcher. Does anybody have two? Yeah, I t- in the first league. I already oh, told I'm you, sorry. Who was it? Land. Can you go back? Um, uh, Frank Kime has Oprah Sand and Olena Tyrell. Damn, that's gangster. Um, let's see. Let's go to the host pools and remind people our picks. I'm not done with... The other thing. Oh, shit. You want me to skip them? No, I don't. Um, nothing going on in the Stormlands. No one has had anyone die, which is pretty embarrassing, but not as bad as the LSG pool. Uh, <laughs> in the Vale, cool. uh, Lady Tice, Protector of the Eerie, aka Stephanie Tice, uh, had Olena Tyrell, which puts her in first place mm-hmm. with one death. And in the Westerlands, uh, the Queen of Roiner, who is Lori Browse, had Olena Tyrell, that puts her in first place. Um, Lord Gunn, the blind bow- bowman, aka Zach Gunn, had Elena Tyrell, um, also one. Uh, Lord Jackson, the Great Lion of the Rock, also had Elena Tyrell with one. That's Thomas Jackson. Um, so that that we got a uh, we got three people right in the top with uh with the death of Elena Tyrell. 
Can I just point something out about each of those divisions? Sure. How John based those names off houses, minor and lesser, that come from those places. Cool. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I'm it's impressed. a great attention to detail. That's this guy for you. Yeah, he is right? pretty awesome. He is pretty awesome. He's pretty cool, dude. He is. Team Lannister, right? No. You on board yet? No? no? Never. I'd rather die. We'll get you eventually. Uh, no. No. All right. Well, we are going to get out of here. I think we're recording on Monday next week. Yes, next week we're going to record on Monday because on Tuesday we'll be busy meeting with every single wedding vendor we have, which is not as much fun as podcasting, I must say. That's for fucking sure. But we will be here on Monday. Are we moving to North with Miss Andy? I think that's probably yeah. the best plan at this I think point. Good <laughs> All right. We are going to get out of here. We had a blast talking. Thanks to everyone who wrote in. Again, follow us at LSG Media on Twitter. That's at LSG Media on Twitter. Uh, it's been very active over there. A lot of good shit. And uh, thanks to everybody who turned up in the live chat. Don't forget to visit us on the web at LibertyStreetGeek.net. That's LibertyStreetGeek.net. Jessica, say goodbye to the nice people. Goodbye, nice people. Until next week, see ya. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out LSG Media's coverage of A Game of Thrones. Make sure you check us out on the web at LibertyStreetGeek.net. That's LibertyStreetGeek.net, where you can see other shows we have like The Walking Dead and the Science Fiction Film Podcast. All right, folks, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Have a good one.